All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice. That's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look, all my life, been grinding all my Welcome. life. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, once again to my podcast, 24th Podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. Holy crap. Oh my God. I thought I was not going to podcast today. Turns out I'm I'm back at my grind. I'm back on my grind. I'm going to podcast once again. Um... Today I, I wasn't I wasn't gonna have a I wasn't gonna have a podcast today because I was like well let me pause the music for a se- for a second hold on let me pause uh, I wasn't gonna have a podcast today because I just uh, like I felt like I didn't have anything to talk about but then I was like I kind of do but then I was like I don't really like I I remember last week I forgot to um to talk about hard knocks because so much stuff had happened and I was like I kind of want to talk about hard knocks and and other stuff tomorrow and not have to like worry about some of the stuff that's happening today hold on i got a burp excuse me so that's why for example i am um i'm doing i'm podcasting today instead of not podcasting by the by it was like 105 or 110 degrees outside again today so that was fun doing hills and a jacket and a hoodie i'm tired unpause my music so what do I got for you today? Um, not a lot, to be honest with you. I found this weird freaking clip. Let me. I keep adjusting my microphone stand because it's fun to do. But um, I found this this thing on the internet. It was a uh, a Dallas Cowboys podcast, and they were talking about how the media didn't get access to the blue and white scrimmage and how that's not fair. I'm going to talk about that. I'm also going to give one projections for the Raiders and for the Chargers and a special anniversary. Ladies and gentlemen, all that and much, much more right here on 24th Podcast. All right. So, what do I got? to talk about here today um the anniversary the anniversary it has finally come down i made my 300 365th episode of my podcast 24th podcast two days ago this isn't this isn't the 365th this is actually the 367th and um, you've you've definitely heard a lot of episodes, and you've definitely heard the majority of episodes. However, you have not heard all 300 of them, or you don't have access to 300 of them. And that is primarily because for like two months straight, I kind of was like, I got a freaking podcast. I got to do my thing on, you know, by myself, but I will not release these on the internet because they're terrible. And after two months, I was I was pretty I was pretty good. I was pretty happy with how um you know the podcast was coming along i still had a lot of work to do but i was very uncomfortable on the microphone so 365 episodes in appreciate you thank you for tuning in if you are a long time listener or a recent listener thank you so much so moving off of that today i was kind of watching this um i was watching hanging with the boys which is a affiliated Dallas Cowboy podcast meaning that essentially it's made by people who are getting paid by the Dallas Cowboys like the Dallas Cowboys 
ironically enough, have their own like media center and media personalities and people and stuff like that. This is a podcast from like former players and stuff like that. So um, they were talking about how they didn't like the coverage of the scrimmage and stuff like that. I kind of gave my opinion on it, I think, yesterday, where I was like, I kind of don't really care um, that I didn't see anything. It kind of sucks that I didn't, and that I spent three hours kind of watching Michael Irvin and Nate Newton reminisce on the 90s Cowboys, and not really the 2020 Cowboys, but it was, um, like, it was fun to see Michael Irvin talk, but beyond that, it was, it, it, it wasn't necessarily the, the best event, it actually kind of sucked. But they go into a whole nother level of insanity where they're talking about how they're like they're complaining about access. And before, like I wasn't even going to talk about like I wasn't even going to identify which podcast it was. I wasn't even going to talk about like who was on the podcast and stuff like that. But then I was like, I cannot do the ridiculousness of the podcast justice without actually playing you the ridiculousness of the podcast. So let me play you. The first part of it. Now, keep in mind, these are reporters. These are former players. These these people have a unprecedented amount of access to the Dallas Cowboys. Access that I do not have. And they're complaining about their lack of access and their inability to report on the Dallas Cowboys, even though they have, again, a unprecedented a unprecedented and an unlimited amount of success to the Dallas Cowboys. Here's, um, uh, let me, oh yeah, I'm already at the part. Here's, um, Nate Newton talking about how the lack of access is going to be a one year type of thing. One year type of deal for the Dallas Cowboys. Shannon know, and I know this is a one year thing. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is. I, I'm serious. Kurt knows, knows too. Yeah. He's giving coach this leeway because it is a slight advantage, especially in the first two or three games. It is a slight advantage. But after this year, we've we've been assured as media types uh, that this won't be going that way again because we the president's been set. It's just a a, a funny year, Jess. I mean, okay, yeah. It's just a funny year because next year, because I'm because I I've been banging the doors. I Shannon to tell you every day. Derek could tell you, like, come on, man, for real. You want me to report and give honest views? They want you to report and give honest views to something you can't see or connect with? That's not giving honest views. And Mr. Jones, not big. The media is to this team's success. Well, before I let him go on, um, yeah, that's kind of the point. You're not supposed to give honest views. That's that's the point of what Mike McCarthy is doing. And I love what, like, I've never seen this, like, actually as a fan. Sorry. Um, I hit my microphone stand. I've never seen this as a fan where somebody, like, goes to Jerry Jones and they talk about, like, like they complain. And now I'm seeing, like, a media member actually do it. Like, where they're like, oh, man, like, you know, we're going to go to Jerry and we're going to talk to Jerry and all this stuff. And it's like, dude, like, what are you talking about? Like, you're dealing with the head coach. The head coach is telling you you cannot have access to it. And I love how he's like, you know, you're like, like, oh, and he's going to say something that's going to make that, that made me just like roll my eyes with like, like, uh, I'll, I'll play it. I'll play it. I'll play you the rest. Cause I cannot do some of this stuff justice. When there's no excess success. Eight and eight is not successful, but this team, let me go back. 
confused. And Mr. Jones not big. The media is to this team's success exactly. when there's no excess success. Eight and eight is not successful. But this team continues to be successful because it is a media magnet. Hmm. Interesting, right? To be successful without having su- success? Huh. That's that's interesting. I didn't know that was an actual thing. You know, I didn't know that the Patriots, when they won six Super Bowls, like they were successful because they um they also had the media talking about them on a daily basis, right? I didn't know the Patriots, when they weren't winning six Super Bowls, they were successful because they had the media talking about them. Which, by the way, nobody talked about the Patriots prior to Robert Kraft and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. My kind of bad point is, it doesn't matter the media coverage. The media coverage does not fucking matter. And you see this all the time in sports. Like you see this kind of arrogance where the media members are like, we're important too. We matter. And it's like, no, you don't. I'm here to watch the game. You're here to report on the game and that's it. But it's kind of gotten blurred where the media have now started to become analysts. And they like Stephen A. Smith, for example, is labeled as an analyst of like football and sports and stuff like that. And I'm like, what? Really? I mean, that's kind of, it's not really accurate, right? Like, some people would call me an analyst. I would call myself a fan. Not really an analyst. I'm a fan. I like the game. But if you ask me, hey, like, watch this All-22 film and show me and, like, talk about tendencies of um, of the opposite of the offense and the defense, like, I can't do it. I'm not an analyst. I'm a fan. The point is that I'm trying to make, again, really bad point, is this constant notion that for some weird reason the media is like this significant part or plays a significant part into the uh, the construction of the the football team and the wins and the losses, and they don't. They don't. Moving forward, what do I have for you? After that, I'm not done with this, by the way. I'm just getting started. Why don't I move my journal to my lap instead of leaning over to try and look at it? Oh, yeah. So they then go on. Nate Newton then goes on to talk about how there is um, how there's 12,000 seats in either the star where the Cowboys practice or somewhere. I don't know. I don't know where he's maybe in AT&T Stadium. And I guess he would be talking about in maybe the lower decks of the stadium, just in case, like, if that's not clear, it's talking about the lower decks. Here's him kind of talking about, you know, the um, the ability to have people within AT&T Stadium. I think the ending is very important, which is why I'm playing you this part over the beginning. But it takes a while to build up, but it's still very important to listen to. Here's Nate Newton talking about the, uh, the occupancy of either AT&T Stadium or the star. I don't know which one is which. I mean, you're saying McCarthy's getting his, he's getting his way he wanted for one year. I'm not so sure that's true. I think you're still going to see next year coverage is going to be more limited with tweeting during practice, that sort of thing. I, 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 I don't think so because when we sit in practice, and Shannon will tell you, when you're sitting up in the big box, Shannon, watching practice, how many people do you see in that 12,000? I looked at it twice. I'm like, hold on here. And I'm looking over at, 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 at Scott and all these guys. Gardner. I'm, I'm like, Hold on, dog. It's 12,000 seats, and there's 10 people. 
Come on, man. No, sir. Yeah, you, I, I know that. There'll be more media walk, and all that. But and say, I bet there'll you, be restrictions still. Yeah, I understand the restrictions, but you can walk people out, from outside right into the arena and space at least 500 people in there and have ample space amongst, uh, I'm talking about media, just going to see practice. I ain't talking about fans and, and, right. and, and overload. Why wouldn't you have fans in the stands? Why, why does media get all of the access, you know? Why are we talking about media members, 500 of them, which is a fuck ton, by the way. That is a fuck ton of people to be watching your practice. Why would you, why would you do that? Why? What's the point? There is a point that I'm making that I will make later on. But just, like, keep this all in mind, right? Keep in mind, like... You know, like, uh, you know, like they're talking about how they want this to be a one year type of thing and how there's 12,000 seats and they can fit 500 people within the stadium and within the auditorium, specifically media members that are going to report on the practice. It's like, why, like, why exactly are you saying this? Why exactly should the media get this type of access? I got to change the, uh, the DVD in my DVD player. Hold on. I'm watching Gundam, by the way. I just freaking saw Wu Fei battle against, um, I don't know what his name is, Zex Marquis. There you go. Ugh. Hold on, I gotta freaking, I gotta take the DVD off the DVD player. There's a heat advisory for where I live, and it's uh, it's apparently from 104 to 105 degrees to 110 degrees. Uh, so yeah, it's fucking hot in here. So I gotta fucking turn on my fan. I turned off my dehumidifier. This is about how hot it was. Let me just check the temperature because it's fucking it's fucking hot outside. Jesus Christ. Okay, never mind. Anyways, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, I was um I was playing the uh, the Dallas Cowboys and um them talking about how like freaking there's twelve thousand seats and we can fit five hundred media members in them, but we're not gonna fit in the fans because the fans they don't really matter when it comes to reporting on stuff like this. Not to say that either media members or fans should be allowed in this stadium. I think it's ridiculous to be like, yeah, let's have five hundred people record and report on the Cowboys. Let's do that. It's like, no, let's not do that. Let's continue forward. E- like, even if the Cowboys were like, hey, um, 24, would you like to come out and report on the Cowboys and watch practice? And it's like, I would say to them, I'm like, are you sure? Because I'm going to, like, talk. Because, you know, like, are you sure? Nah, yeah, you just come out, watch practice. To, you know, talk about formations and schemes and things of that nature and just put that out all on the internet for every team in the NFL to see. You know, just put all that information out there. 
You know, it's not like they're going to see it. It's not like they're it's not like somebody from our team is going to watch the blue and white scrimmage, right? Or not from our team, but from the opposition is going to watch the blue and white scrimmage stream, right? It's not like that's going to happen, right? It's not like the Rams are going to have somebody watch the scrimmage to see your scheme and your formations and then go on Twitter and look at the other reporters who were there and see what scheme and what formation the Cowboys are running. It's not like the Rams are going to do that, right? It's not like the Falcons and the Eagles and the Giants and all these other teams, they're not going to have reporters. Not reporters, but scouts looking at the Cowboys, trying to figure out what they're doing offensively and defensively because the Dallas Cowboys have not revealed and announced that yet. It's not like that's what's actually going on, that teams are honest to God looking at what you're doing offensively and defensively. No, 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 we just live in this fictional world where teams don't recognize that other teams put out hundreds of hours of content on the internet. And then because of that, because of how much content that they put on the internet, not information, excuse me, on the internet, you can then go in and look at the schemes, the formation, the plays that they run or like to run because you are filming their fucking practice. It's not like, you know, that's the reality that we're living in. Let me plug in my computer really quickly. Hold on. But let's continue forward. I think they're actually about to get into another nice little clip that I got for you. And then I will pounce. And I haven't even started yet. By the way, I haven't even started to pass yet. But let's continue forward. Oops, sorry. Let's continue forward with this. With what they're going to say. I'm just talking so, about... Yeah, and I understand the first year you want to be extra cautious. But you can't do this year in and year out because the fans will wane. The fans will wane. What's better, what's better for the team? What what you mean was better? Uh, talking about from a, a protection standpoint, from a player standpoint, uh, about, from a from a, from a from, strategy from a standpoint, standpoint, from both. I mean, I guess from, what, uh, what's what's better for if if you want to have a winning season, what's better? Perfect place to pause. And when I was watching this live, I was like, "Fuck yes!" This is the this is the question that needs to be answered for a winning season. And I'll replay it again for a winning season. I don't even remember the question. What was he asking? What's what's better for... What's better for a winning season, the coverage or the fans? If you want to have a winning season, what's better? What I'm saying, from a protection standpoint, I understand what you're doing this first year. I understand. I, I agree 100%. But as time go on, you cannot maintain America's team, the world's team, without no coverage. Because people will have to put those resources somewhere else. You know, you can't send somebody from D.C. down here to look at the Cowboys when the Cowboys not allowing you. So th- those people going to go other places. And so the it fans is- that we, we're a worldwide entity, bro. We like McDonald's. We like Harley Davidson. <laughs> you want to continue to have that, right? And you can't it have is- that cutting off the world. Yes, you can. You 1,000% can have that. Do you want to know how you can have that? By going to the Super Bowl. That's how you have that. Patriots have no fucking problem getting international and national media to come to Tampa or freaking Arizona or wherever they're going to play the Super Bowl 
to come to the Super Bowl because it's going to be covered internationally, right? The dude that stole Tom Brady's jerseys like twice, he's from Mexico. He came as a reporter from Mexico to cover the team as an international reporter. Not to mention, like, the Dallas Cowboys are not going to fucking lose their mystique. Jerry didn't fucking make the Cowboys as much as people want to make it. Make it sound like he did. It was Gil Brandt and Tom Landry. It was Gil Brandt that was like, let's have the team play on Thanksgiving. It was Gil Brandt that was like, we're going to take the name America's team because nobody wants it. It was Gil Brandt and Tom Landry that were like, you know what? We're going to have the metallic silver and blue star. And, we're, and our players are going to wear those weird green pants that look silver on the old television. Like, it was those guys. What? This team was made before Jerry got here. They were America's team before he was here. They'll be America's team after he was here. I know. Shocker, right? But let me kind of get into this notion, right? That... The um, you know, what what was one of his points? I I have a I have the the transcript written here. Team success when there has been no success, you don't get access to the Cowboys. You don't. Oh yeah, you can't do your job. The fans will wane if you continue to do this. Blah 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 blah. You can't send a dude to Dallas. Okay. Let me get into some of this stuff. Oh, wait, let me... Before I get into it, I for, I completely forgot that I have to... Every single time... Every single time, I watch Gundam. Every single time. Every single time, I have to freaking go into the setup because they have it by default be Japanese with English fucking subtitles. Change it to English. Go back. Then press play all so that way I can watch my anime in peace. Without freaking subtitles. Anyways. So. What is exactly the problem here? Why why is it such a big deal that Mike McCarthy did not showcase off his schemes and his players and things of that nature? 24, does it really matter that much? Yeah, I fucking talked about it yesterday. This is a game of inches. You're talking about professional sports and professional athletes and coaches that are playing at the highest of levels. This isn't about, you know, creating feet of separation or yards or miles or whatever. This is about creating inches. Every little thing matters. Every little thing matters. The fact that Sean McVay and his coaching staff have no fucking idea what the Dallas Cowboys are running offensively and fucking defensively is insane. And people are like, that's a bad thing. People should have people should have the ability to watch it. People should have the ability to talk about it. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I'll address that point later on. Let me address some of his points here. So he talked about the 500 media people and stuff like that, and he talked about media coverage and why. Why do you need to know? Why do so many people need to know the Dallas Cowboys? I'm watching, what's that film? I got this freaking message in my feed. What is it? I don't know. It was the, um, it was the movie, the Kissing Booth movie. I was like, oh, why, why am I getting an ad for that? Sorry, but um, let me go back. Jesus Christ. What was I talking about? 
oh yeah, the 500 media access and stuff like that. So nobody needs to know the Cowboys offense, let alone, like especially somebody from fucking Washington, D.C. Terrible example. Why would you say that? Nobody needs to know the schemes, the formation, the concepts of the Dallas Cowboys two weeks before the season opens. I'm so against like letting the media in practice and letting them film it because they get to film it and it could the, the tapes could potentially get out to teams. It's like, come on, man. You got to think about some of this stuff. It's messed with like, oh my God, you know, we got to let the media come in and have 500 people be in the... No, that's ridiculous. It's asinine. That's ridiculous. Not 1,200, but 500. 500 people in a 12,000-seated arena. Yeah, let's have 500 people watch tape. Let's have, you know, one of those New England reporters. No, maybe that's not a good example. Washington, D.C. reporters come out and and report on the Cowboys and be like, oh, Dallas is running a 3-4 or 4-3. Or whatever. Let's just have them do that, right? Let's have them run that. Because that's what we want to do two weeks before the season opens, right? Have our offensive and defensive philosophies just out in the air for people to watch and take and just scheme and plan for. That's what we want to do. Then he started to talk about how it's like, essentially the synopsis was you can't maintain the allure of the Dallas Cowboys without showing the fans a fuck ton of of coverage before the season starts. Like, what is this? What is this? Like, the philosophy is fans will abandon the team. They will wane off. Not because they can't watch the team, but because reporters who watch, like, practice can't actually report on practice. What? Like, dude, like, I, I, I just, I cannot believe that this is, like, the narrative that we're running with. And when I heard that, and when I, like, heard, like, that's what he's trying to say, I'm like, dude, that's ridiculous. That is asinine. The media are a means to an end, right? The media is essentially, like, the middleman in between the team and the fans. That is it. But to be like, we affect actual ratings is ridiculous. You do not. You do not affect actual ratings. You're blowing this way out of proportion. Way out of proportion. The blue-white scrimmage, hindsight 2020, doesn't fucking matter. Sorry to people who love it. Sorry to people who wanted to watch it. I was one of those people. It fucking does not matter. It's a scrimmage. It is a practice. It is one practice. It does not matter. And you may say to me, well, 24, if it doesn't matter, why wouldn't they show it? Because in the context of them winning actual football games not not in the context of them winning football games excuse me but in the context of them of the season excuse me not being able to watch it doesn't matter it matters in the sense of you can't watch it not you can't watch it excuse me it matters in the sense of you can see schemes and formations and things of that nature from it but when it comes to the actual context of like you know like um, what's it called? I'm, I'm tired. I'm sorry. I'm a little bit juiced. 
what frickin' I was doing hills at 105 degrees outside. I apologize. But it matters in the context of, like, regular season games. That shit matters. Like, you not, like, you have to have your guys. Or not your guys, excuse me. I'm watching Gundam and I'm getting distracted. And my mind is starting to wander, excuse me. I apologize. But it matters in the sense of teams will understand and know what schemes and formations that you have and that you're running if people, like, have tape on your fucking practice. But what it doesn't, but it doesn't matter to the fans in the sense of, like, you'll get to see the team in, like, a week. Technically a little bit over a week. Sorry if that's, like, if I butchered the explanation. Because I kind of did. Let's not do it. Let's not get it done. Let's let's have people in the freaking in the freaking I don't know. Let's like let's have a lot of people in in the in the stadium and in the star not in the stars, excuse me, in the stadium and in in the star and things of that nature. Let's have people tape practice. Let's have people talk about them. And it's like, dude, you already get to watch practice, which is far more than anyone ever gets to say, I don't get to say that, I don't get to say I watch Dallas Cowboy practice, I have to find Dallas Cowboy practice clips on the internet to be able to watch, and even then, they don't even show the actual formation, that's my access to the Cowboys, and you don't see me bitching about it, you don't see anyone else complaining about it, especially, it's like, like, this is why the pay like are are do you understand like why the Patriots win so many football games? Don't tell me they cheat. Don't tell me they cheat. This is why. Because the fans, they understand, dude, I don't need to see any of this stuff. The blue and white scrimmage for fans doesn't matter. But it matters in the context of if other people see what the Patriots are doing in the preseason, they get an additional like three weeks to prepare for the Patriots. Like, that's the context of the situation. Whereas, if we keep things wrapped up, and if we keep things tight and secure, and people can't just report on shit, then guess what? It makes it that much harder for teams to play up against us. And again, we're talking inches, not miles. It is a game of inches. And if you don't respect that, and if you're like, it doesn't matter, it's overkill, then, like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, we're... We're talking, we're talking about like Jason Garrett just allowing a bunch of media access to the team. And it became super clear. It's like, oh, you guys are fucking spoiled by Jason Garrett. This shit that is flying right now would never fly in an actual like NFL team that's good and has and cares about its privacy. And, and slash or a smart head coach isn't going to allow the media access and coverage to this shit. Do you want to know why? Do you want to know why, like, a smart team and a smart coach won't allow, you know, won't allow people to record their practices and their scrimmages? Do you want to know why? Because other teams are watching your scrimmages and practices. 24, doesn't that seem a little bit paranoid? No, it doesn't. Because Sean McVay literally just talked about it today. He talked about how, you know what? 
We're not going to show our fucking scrimmages off because we don't want the Cowboys to be able to watch our scrimmage. And he was even asked about the Cowboys scrimmage and them not showing their like their um their players and taking the the names off the jerseys and stuff like that and the numbers and he's like, "Yeah, like the reason we kind of expected them to hide it, hide their um hide their shit." Duh. Let me find it. It's on Jane Slater's Twitter. Here it is. Wait. Here it is. I think this is from a Rams reporter and Jane Slater, she fucking retweeted it. Yeah, this is a Rams reporter. He was like, listen to this shit. Listen to this. McVay on Cowboys scrimmage. They didn't show any plays. It's like anything else. This is such a unique year without any preseason games, especially with them being a new staff. I didn't anticipate them showing anything. That's why we didn't show anything in our scrimmage. Hold on. Let me cough. (coughs) This is routine. This is, this is what like the NFL is known for. This is normal in the NFL. It is abnormal for the Cowboys to literally like fucking post, not even post, excuse me, but to broadcast the blue and white scrimmage. And people are like, what about tradition, 24? What about tradition? You know what tradition has got us? Nothing in the past 20 years. I'm all about fucking winning. That's what I'm fucking about. And when you, like, I just read you a dude that went to the Super Bowl two years ago. His quote on it. And I'll read it again. They didn't show any plays. It's like anything else. This is such a unique year without any preseason games, especially with them being a new staff. I didn't anticipate them showing off anything. That's why we didn't show anything in our our own scrimmage. But yes, do the Jason Garrett thing. Be Jason Garrett, man. Show off all of your schemes and your formations and your plays before the damn season begins. Let's make it stupidly easy on the opposition to be able to uh, to scheme for us, right? Let's just do that. Let's just you know, let's just scheme and stuff like. Let's just let's just give them up. Let's just give up all of our plays, all of our schemes, all of our formations for no competitive advantage whatsoever, besides the illusion that for some weird reason Cowboy Nation cares about this this crap. They don't. I don't. Football is in over a week. Why would I care about a scrimmage? Jesus Christ. But they can't watch a scrimmage. They can't see what's going on. We can't report on it. And it's like, dude, you, like, you have everything. You have the reporting. You have, you have, damn it, you have everything. You have the, I, I can't text Dak Prescott. I can't be like, hey, Dak, what's your scheme? What's your formation? What do you think about this stuff? I can't text him that. Bro, like, what, what, what are you talking about? I can't believe this mess. And it's like, it's why I dislike like Dallas and the Cowboys media so much 
because they're spoiled rotten. It's like, dude, like I remember Jane Slater. She also retreated, we retreated this thing, this dumb question that was asked to Jerry, and it was about whether or not they're going to have some type of a special dinner. Let me pull this shit up. This shit is so. I was about to say ridiculous, but worse. Let me find it. Where is it? This guy was quoting Jason Garrett. Here it is. Jerry Jones usually hosts media members one night during camp at a bar slash restaurant in California. When asked on 105.3 The Fan about doing something similar in a safe way this year around Dallas, he said this. Well, old Dr. Jones with my rubber glove is going to make sure every one of you is safe. Which is a fucking weird quote. Like, Jerry's fucking losing his mind. Jesus Christ, man. It's like, who the fuck cares about these dinners? Like, who cares? I don't care. What does this have to do about football? What does this have to do about the Cowboys? But that was a question that was asked. A serious question by a serious journalist. Hey, you know, are you still going to have that dinner that we always have annually? Hmm. Yikes. The thing is, right, you go to most other towns, most other cities, right, some of these, uh, some of these media members, they think that they're, you know, the 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 most important aspect of the football team, and you know, they're they're great and they're imperative to the winning and the losing of the. They they aren't. They well, that's not true. They are, but only if they get an accurate reading and report on the team, right? And they get to be like, hey, I want to I want to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. I want to talk about this team, and it's like, you want to, but you shouldn't. You fucking shouldn't. You shouldn't be allowed to talk about the Cowboys. You shouldn't be allowed to talk about, you know, uh, the formations and the schemes. Again, bro, like, as a fan, I don't need to, like, as cool and as fun as it is to speculate on whether or not the Dallas Cowboys are going to run some type of a 4-3 or a 3-4 whatever. Like, as fun as that, that is to speculate, I don't actually want to know before they actually get to the regular season. Do you want to know why? Because that means literally everyone else will know. As I take a swig of my water because my voice is starting to crack. Oh my god. Doesn't even make any damn sense. Oh my god. Sick and tired of it. I mean, I want, I want to hear, I want more opinions on this. I want more people to, I want more people to say, we would, we, we hated the, um, not we hated, excuse me, because everybody did. That's not necessarily the point. We disliked this thing so much that we would like, not even dislike, excuse me, but we're complaining about access to the team when we have a fuck ton of it. Like, oh my God, dude, I just... I, I, I cannot believe about I, I cannot believe the lack of self-awareness where it's like dude how do you not know that you have the most reporting on the team 
ever. Not ever, but, like, the most reporting on the team when it comes to the team. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ, get over yourself. Anyways, other topic I got to talk to you about today, and we'll end the podcast. I told you, like, I, I had a little, I, I had some stuff to talk about, but it's not a lot. In fact, I probably should have saved this for tomorrow, but I'm already knee-deep in it, and I'm like, I I already tried to record this, like, once already, and I'm like, I gotta, like, I, 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 I freaking want to finish this. So I'm gonna finish this. I think I got to burp again. No, I don't. All right. Sorry. But um, I'm going to be giving game day, uh, not game day, but predictions for the Raiders and the Chargers. First and foremost, um, it kind of sucks for the Chargers. They lost Duran James. I think I talked about it yesterday. Uh, Duran James, he's easily their best football player or one of their best football players on defense, and that's saying something when you have Casey Hayward Jr., um, Melvin Ingram, and Joey Bosa. Kind of sucks for them, but and also they have Chris Harris Jr. Sucks for them, but make no mistake about it, they got players on their defense. It sucks that they don't have their um, their best player. He's out for the entire fucking season, by the way. And by out for the entire fucking season, he's out for the next six to eight months. So he's almost out for a year with another meniscus injury. So, I mean, like, he's he's done. Hold on. <coughs> Excuse me. He's out for a year. Or at least, for the most part, for the entire year this year. I don't know how to form it. How to talk, I don't know. So they're done. So maybe not done, but the the Chargers are in trouble this year. The Raiders, though, I don't know what to make of the Raiders because the Raiders, they have good players on their team. They're going to have, like, Mike Williams. Not Mike Williams. They're going to have, like, um, they're going to have um, Terrell Williams. They're going to have Hunter, Hunter Renfro. They're going to have that tight end. They're gonna have Derek Carr. I don't. They have Josh Jacobs. They're gonna get Jonathan Abrams, Abram or Abrams back. Like Abrams, as in Abrams Tank, um, Jonathan a- Abrams back. They're gonna get him back this year. I don't know if he's going. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if he's coming back. I don't know. I don't know what's. I don't know how the team. How good the team will be this year. But I'm interested to like fight, figure it out. What was the Raiders record? I know that the um the Chargers record was four and twelve last season. It's four and twelve. What was the Raiders record? The Raiders. What was your record? Uh seven and nine. They were four and twelve the season before that, they were seven and nine. So I mean I guess you could be like, oh, you know, they got better. Oh, yeah, they went from 4 and 12 to 7 and 9. Oh, they got better. It's like, did they, though? I don't know. How did they go 4 and 12? They had, yeah, they had Carr. Oh, because they traded away everybody. Okay. <laughs> I was like, how did they go? How did they lose so many football games that season? It's like, oh, yeah, they, they traded away Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper, and they didn't re-sign some of their offensive linemen, and then they signed other guys. 
that's how you go forward. 12, lose a lot of football games in your first season. Awesome job by the Raiders. Let me go ahead and predict their record, and then I'll be out. Short podcast today. I am tired. Let me just check, take a look at their schedule. <coughs> Excuse me. So, the Raiders... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. Check this out. The Raiders, their first three games, their first four games, are freaking Panthers, Saints, Patriots, and then Bills. So, I mean, that's, what, one and three already? You're one and three in the first four weeks of the season. Then in the next four weeks... Oh, yeah, let me... Before I do that, let me... Just take a gander at their draft. You know, like let's be fair. Twenty-four. Like let's be fair. Let's look at all their. Let's look at all their components. Let's let's look at all their pieces. Uh, I'll just go to the Raiders draft. Let's just take a gander. Let me go to the NFL. Dot com, and I'll look at their draft. <clears throat> As the page takes forever to load. And Raiders. I love how on the website it's it it's the team name is Oakland Raiders. I love that. Anyway, so Hunter Winfro, not Hunter Winfro, hold on, I gotta cough again. <coughs> Sorry about that. Henry Ruggs, Damon Arnett, Lynn Bolden, Bow, Bow, Bolden, Bowden, Bolden, however you say his last name. Brian Edwards is the guy that everyone's going goo goo and gaga for. Tanner Muse, John Simpson, Amik Robertson. So they actually had a pretty solid draft, and they had a lot of like high value draft picks. They had two first round draft picks, three third rounders, and two fourth rounders. I'm always of the belief belief if you have a lot of later round picks, you probably should not use them. You should parlay them into a higher round pick, especially if you're good at drafting. That's what I would do. But yeah, they went offense here. They got like a guard. And three wide receivers. They got three wide receivers. What are you going to do with all those wide receivers? Apparently, Brian Edwards. They got two in the third round. And then Henry Ruggs in the first. It's like, dude, what are you going to do with all those wide receivers, my guy? Like, one of them isn't going to start for you. Maybe two of them, actually. As I freaking readjust in my chair. Not in the way that you're thinking, but I'm like, I'm switching stances here. I'm putting on my blanket. <clears throat> yeah, but Henry Ruggs and Damon, like, like, I don't know, like, you have Hunter Renfro. I think he's going to start for you. I don't know who their other guys are. Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs, depending on how they use him, he may actually take over for Hunter Renfro. Are they going to use him in the slot or are they going to use him outside? 
apparently Brian Edwards is another guy. So again, like you may not use one of these picks that you got. And it's so weird because they drafted two wide receivers. Two slot like it like back to back, right? Like they had pick uh pick 80 and pick 81 in the third round. So they were like, "You know what? We have we you know what we really need two wide re- three wide receivers." Three. We're just rebuilding the entire wide receiving core. Like what? I do like the Tanner Muse pick. I was hoping he was going to fall to the to the fourth round and go to the Cowboys, but that's uh, that's not what happened. He did not fall. He actually kind of, <laughs> to be honest with you, was taken uh, a little bit higher than I expected him to. I thought he was going to be a fourth or fifth round draft pick. He was not. Absolutely not. Well, they had a pretty good, uh, solid draft. They got a corner. They got wide receivers. They got weapons for, what's his face? Um, what's his face? I got a cough again. I think. <coughs> Excuse me. They got weapons for Derek Carr, who dinked his, uh, dinked and dunked his way to, I think, a seventy percent completion percentage. I always say this, man. If you have seventy percent completion percentage and you have like, freaking. 3,000 yards or below 4,000 yards, you probably weren't slinging the football the way that you probably should. Let's see if he was. Oh, no. He had 70%, 4,000 yards, 21 touchdowns, eight eight interceptions. His passer rating was through the roof, 100.8. He just did not push the ball down the field. Like at all. At all. That's what happened. But, you know, his team kind of sucked to begin with. So, Oh, yeah, he's also had two 4,000-yard back-to-back seasons in the last two years, which last uh, two years ago was his first 4,000 season, and last year was his second. So congratulations to him, I guess. Mm-mm-mm. I'm looking at his numbers, and it's like, a lot of people are like, he's the best quarterback or one of the best quarterbacks in the league and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I get now why so many people were high on him like a couple of years ago. Because one of his last seasons, he had 63% completion percentage, 3,937 yards, 28 touchdowns, six interceptions, 96.7% pass, not passer rating, excuse me, 96.7 passer rating. Sorry, it is passer rating, but it's not percentage. He should have a better season this season. He's got better weapons. He's got Josh Jacobs. His defense should be better with Jonathan Abrams. But, you know, we'll see as I get ready to predict their schedule. I started, then I... It's like I started, then I stopped, and I was like, oh, like, I've seen this before. Panthers, Raiders... Not Panthers, Raiders. Panthers, Saints, Patriots, Bills... One and three. Probably should beat the Patriots. Not the Patriots. The Panthers. Probably lose to the Bills, the Saints, the Patriots. Actually, you might be able to beat the Bills. I'm going to say you go two and two. I'm going to change my stance. Like, wait a second. They got Henry Ruggs. They got some more weapons. Depending on how good Jared Goff, not Jared Goff, Derek Carr plays, they should win. They should win. A lot. Not a lot, but like one of those two games. 
or not one of those two games, but one of those three games against the Saints, the Saints, Patriots, or Bills. They should win one of those games on top of the game that they should win in the Panthers. So we'll see. By the way, I'm watching the first time the Epion and Wing Zero fight. Hiro Yui versus Zex Marquise. If you're a Gundam fan. It's like one of the best parts of the show. One of the best fights in the show. Sorry, I got distracted. Uh, the next four weeks. Chiefs, Buccaneers, Browns. Oh my goodness, Chargers. <clears throat> one and three. I think the Chiefs, the Bucks, and the Browns should and could beat you. Next four weeks. Hold on. I got lost in the saws. Okay, here it is. Broncos, Chiefs, Falcons, Jets. You should be two and two, potentially three and one. I don't like the Falcons or the Jets at all. And the Bra- the Broncos, they're assembling a good team. I don't know who their quarterback is. I don't know what Drew Locke is all about. Everybody talks about the best, like how good he was down the stretch of the season, but it's like, doesn't really matter at the start of the season how good you were at the end of last season. Because everybody is 0-0 once again, and your numbers go back to being 0-0. So unless his numbers are the same numbers from last year, I don't really care. But they should go, and by they I mean the Raiders, they should go 3-1 and one, or 2-2 two and two in that four-week span. The final four weeks, Colts, Chargers, Dolphins, Broncos, 2-2. Two and two. You should beat the Broncos and the Dolphins or even the Colts or the Chargers, depending on, you know, how good you think the Raiders are. I'm of the exception that they're, you know, a middle-of-the-pack 500 team. Let me kind of see if my predictions came true. Um, Panthers in the first four weeks, that's their only win. And then they're going to have, hold on, I got a cough. (coughs) It's just like a reflex at this point. Oh, yeah, and then they have the Chiefs, the Buccaneers, the Browns, and then the Chargers. I'll give them a game here. So they'll go two and six in their first eight weeks. Second eight weeks is a lot better for them. Broncos, Chiefs, Falcons, Jets. I said five and one, not five and one, three and oh, three and one. So that gives them to five and six, right? After the third four weeks of the season. Final four weeks, I think I said two and two. So that's seven and nine. Yeah, that seems about right. I said eight and eight, middle of a pack team, middle of the pack team. Maybe not perfectly, but they they definitely are middle of the pack. And then I'll end with the Chargers, and then I'll freaking... I'm so tired right now. Holy smokes. Jesus Christ, I'm tired. So, I actually like the Chargers a lot as a football team. They just... They cannot put their pieces together to win, and some of that's... On the coaching staff, I feel like some of that is also, like, some of the players just haven't lived up to expectations. Also, players have been getting hurt. That's another great reason. As to why they've kind of not been on their P's and Q's. Let me see their draft again. 
Herbert, Murray, Kelly. Oh, okay. They had a pretty good draft. I liked uh, KJ Hill in the seventh round. Pick six. It's funny how... It's funny. It's funny how that works out. He's the sixth pick pick of the uh, of the seventh round. But yeah, they had a, a nice solid draft. They got a running back. They 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 they're gonna pair him with Austin Eckler. They got uh, Herbert and Murray in the first and the second. Oh no, they got Herbert and Murray in the first round. Excuse me. Uh, their linebacking core should be better this year because of that. <clears throat> and obviously, they got the quarterback of the future, Justin Herbert. Will Anthony Lynn be there to see it? I don't know. He's got to win some football games, but they will be a better football team this year than they were last year. How can you not be? You guys went like 4-12. and 12. It's like, I'd really hope that you wouldn't go freaking like 3-13 and 13 or 2-14. and 14. Jesus Christ. But let me take a look at their... At their schedule. Now, with Duran James being out, it sucks. He's one of their best players. If not, he's one of their most important players. Oh, my God. I got to cough again. <coughs> Excuse me. But, um... Duran James is one of their best players. And they lost him for the entire year. Hold on. I got to cough again. <coughs> Excuse me. One of their best most important players on the team he's out for the year but um i still think they have a pretty good roster and i still think that their schedule i'm just glancing over it now i think it's very doable <clears throat> first four weeks Bengals, chiefs panthers bucks two and two um saints in the next four weeks saints jets jags dolphins jesus christ what an easy pass three and one easily Easily three and one. Rate the Raiders. Bucks, not Bucks. Broncos, Bills, Patriots. Three and one, potentially two and two. I'll give the lower end two and two. Final four weeks of the season. Falcons, Raiders, Broncos, Chiefs. Three and one. Chargers are a very good football team. <clears throat> Let me look at it one more time, and I'll get off the podcast because I am fucking falling apart here. Ooh, I fall apart. First four weeks, they'll beat the uh, the chart, not the Chargers. I'm talking about the Chargers. They'll beat the Bengals and the Panthers. Second four weeks, they'll lose to the Saints, but they'll beat everybody else. They're now at eight and eight, not at eight and eight. Excuse me, at the halfway point of the season, they're now five and three. Then they'll go on and they'll freaking have. Easy frick. Oh, no, that wait, 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 where am I? Oh, no, yeah, three and one. And then they'll go on and then they'll go two and two in that in the third um, four weeks of the season. And then in that final four weeks, they'll beat the Falcons, the Raiders, and then the Broncos going three and one. So that is three and one, two and two, three and one again. So now we're at eight wins. And then, oh, they'll be a 10 and six team, they'll go to the playoffs. Kind of what I expected. It's funny how that stuff works out where I'm like, I don't even have a prediction. But I think they'll be a very fantastic football team this season. <clears throat> oh, my God. My throat is freaking... It's not sore. Hold on. <coughs> it's just so much freaking phlegm. 
in my throat. Oh my gosh. Sorry about that. Be out in the podcast. Sorry that the podcast was like an hour long. It's just, can you imagine me talking about this stuff tomorrow for an hour when I already have to talk about hard knocks and then I have to talk about um, whatever is going to come out tomorrow? I don't know. I just feel like some of this stuff, it's like I, I got to cover. <clears throat> I got to cover um, today so that way tomorrow I guess I'm free. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know when I'll release this podcast. I think I'll just take a quick little break and freaking just um, just relax in the crib and turn up the AC because it's freaking like the AC is blasting right now. And by turn up the AC, I mean like turn up the AC so that, uh, to a higher temperature. So that way it won't okay. freaking like be blasting okay. and blowing like for the next like couple of hours because, again, it's, it's hot as balls okay. outside. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been 24's podcast, the okay. best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. If you like this podcast, you can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Pretty much where you can find any podcast, you can find my podcast, 24's podcast. <clears throat> Jesus Christ, hopefully I am not sick, because you know what that fucking means. Um... Uh, ladies and gentlemen, until my next podcast tomorrow where I talk about hard knocks, I hope you have a fantastic day, and I will see you next time. I'm so tired. Bye-bye.